0: Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast Anchor Edition. But before I go any further, he's always up to record. It's the Nez!
1: Yo, yo, what's up, everybody?
0: Back, Anchor Style.
1: With this one, we're gonna, um... We're gonna we're just gonna do kind of just uh, our favorite... Well, not really our favorite, more of just, um random sci-fi films that we like because you know the two of us if we were to pick our our like favorite it would just be nothing but star wars so um we're gonna ace all the star wars talk <laughs> in this right. it's just because it would be it would be like us doing one long huge star wars moment uh with the regular show but uh, I'll let the Zisu kick it off. So we're we're just gonna drop like five random films that we that we really enjoy and ones that we go back and watch, uh, whenever we get the time to. But so, what do you got
0: first? I got uh, Rogue One, The Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and A New Hope. See, <laughs> it'd be just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, i have messaging with you in the lead up to this pod uh, because I found even looking at uh, lists sci-fi lists I was like oh man there's a bunch I like but even for me I'm like is that really sci-fi and then sometimes you know when it's on other my lists my lists I'm like okay well but I I think this one this one passes Uh, I found it on multiple lists and um, it's on my top 5 favorite movies of all time. So it had to be on this list. Uh, 2010s Inception, Christopher Nolan movie, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy. Uh basically the dream within a dream within a dream, dream layers. Uh man, I was so excited when this movie, you know, first came out. And to me, it like exceeded expectation. It was it was a movie that uh, you could really just dig into, and I just loved the performances. Uh, pretty much all the actors I just named, uh, Ellen Page, even it's my favorite work of all of those actors. Uh, it's my favorite Nolan movie, which I know to a lot of people it would be blasphemous, you know, with the Dark Knight out there. But I just love Inception. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, yeah, Inception is how I want to kick it off. Did you go to the panel at WonderCon? I didn't. Uh, I wish I would have because I think that was one of the WonderCons I was at. That was uh, The film came out in 2010. So that was around the time we were going to those San Francisco uh, WonderCons.
1: Because I was in there and that was supposedly the big, uh, the big surprise because they said there was going to be a surprise guest. And uh, nobody really knew uh, what it was. So uh, when when we obviously knew it was going to be uh, uh, Inception, but we didn't know Christopher Nolan was going to be there. Because uh, before you go into the room, they, they give you these little tickets where you can go get, um, later on you can go get like a bag full of stuff. And uh, what we got is that little, um, was that a top? That they yeah, had? right. They gave out those little little small ones. That's awesome. Uh, I have it somewhere. I don't know where. So when I saw it, I went, okay, Inception. And then out he came. And then everyone flipped out. Uh, I was sitting <laughs> in the very front. So I nice. mean, you know, it was cool. Uh, I would have liked to have heard Batman talk. <laughs> but right. He, just, he talked about that whole movie. And uh, the process, and just showed us a little bit of it, and uh, it was cool, man. Uh, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite of his, and it wouldn't be in my top favorite of sci fi films, but that was a film that I had to go back, right? And uh, I, I think I saw it like three times in the theater because that first time I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie, so right? Right, I had oh to do some man,
0: I loved research.
1: it. I had to yeah. read some stuff about it, and I was like, ah, okay, so then I went back. And yeah. the, But then that second view, and he gave me more questions, so I had to read up more stuff. And then the third time, I went, Ah, I get it now. So because I, I right. was like, either I was tired or just not really paying attention the first time. Because I, I, left the theater
0: like, I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> so right. I, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, one of the things I I bought the uh, shooting script for. Uh, They often release books and um, they had a a script for it with lots of like inside details, what they were thinking. So that was really awesome. And then of all things Wired Magazine, uh, Nolan put out a thing where he described the layers of like dream reality and where they were diving each time and what level they were at and how long, because um, the deeper you go like the longer time can take that's why at the very beginning of the movie you see leo and um, the one actor and they're real super old is because they fell into limbo and have like been there forever but when they you come back up to reality it's only been like a little bit of time even though they've been down there. They thought they've been down there forever, and that was the whole deal with uh, Maul and um, Leo's relationship. But, yeah, man, I love everything about Inception.
1: (laughs) All right, for my first one, I am going to 1976 to Logan's Logan's Run. Uh, This starred Michael York, uh, Jenny Agutter, I think that's how you say your name, uh, Richard Jordan, and... uh, the lovely and beautiful Farrah Fawcett, uh, she is no longer with us. This was directed by uh, Michael Anderson. Uh, an idyllic science fiction feature has one major drawback. Life must end at the age of 30. Uh, the year was 2274, and it was just a bunch of people living in these domes. It, 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 when you see the, uh, the beginning, uh, when the scene, it's basically just a model. And uh, you see all these domes, and then when you go into the domes, you see that there's this uh, civilization of all those people, and it's all a bunch of young people. They only live up to the age of 30, and uh, they have these little um, crystals in their hand. Uh, They usually uh, are different colors, or white, and then once it turns starts blinking red, that means your time clock is up, and uh, the Sandman is basically the police force. Um, They have to come after you, because you can either just go to them and... um, and join uh, carousel is basically just killing yourself but there was it they were telling them carousel was like uh, it was kind of like a um, uh, an, an arena like not really a game but it was like all the people would stand around in a circle then they would start going up and then uh, the lucky one would be renewed basically you get to start your life all over again and um, and there's just it's awesome effects especially for 1976 I mean I first seen this when it was on tv and uh, I didn't get what was going on because I was a little guy but as, as it came on every other year uh, I watched it all the time and I just recently watched it not too long ago and I always catch something that I just missed and uh, this this film's been out for over 40 years I would say so it's easy to uh it's easy it's simple to watch it's not very long uh it says two hours. To me, it never seems like two hours because I know what's happening. It just seems to go boom, boom, boom. But it's pretty good. This was the first time I was introduced to Michael York. Uh, a lot of you younger, not super young, but maybe you 90s kids know him as um, uh, Basil from uh, Austin Powers Films. Um, but this is a cool film, man. I, I really loved what was going on. I really liked uh, the costumes and the um, uh, the sets that they built. It was just supposedly in in the future. Well, it is in the future, but um, I, I just loved what was going on in this. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it it's streaming on uh, Netflix, so so check it out. But uh, the obvious, uh, this title of the movie is called Logan's Run, and basically his uh, life clock goes uh, uh, just it happens to go a little bit early, so he starts to run and. Um, he's uh, basically basically trying to find sanctuary to to live. So that's uh, the beginning of his run and all the other Sandman are after him. And one of the uh one of his best friends is a sandman and he's forced to chase him down. Um he comes across this girl. Um her name was Jessica played by Jenny Agutter and it's just it's an awesome science fiction film. It was a little not racy but um I mean, how these people live, um, it seems to be like nobody works. And well, some people do work, but it seemed like a lot of people were just out having fun, partying and stuff like that, just a, a carefree world. Um, so, I mean, that, that's what I loved about it. And then, and then the costumes were awesome. And especially the, the styles of the seventies hair wise that that's always cool. Cause if you guys know Farrah Fawcett is, I mean, just her beautiful hair and how feathered it was, she looks just as beautiful in pictures and, and she does in this film, but it was a really cool film. Uh, I was never really a fan of the, uh, Sandman. I mean, not the, the characters, but their, their weapons, their guns. Even now, in 20, uh, 2019, it's it's stupid. The actual gun looks kind of cool, but when they fire it, it's just, just loud. Poof, and then these flares kind of shoot out out of the side of the gun. And then it, no laser comes out, no nothing. It just looks so stupid, but hey, it's 1976. So uh, there was rumors of Brian Singer um, remaking this. And that was back... Uh, I would say after the first time I heard that was in two thousand five. My very right. first my very first comic San Diego Comic Con I went to, because uh, he was there promoting uh Superman Returns and then someone had asked him about Logan's run and he said he had all kinds of concept stuff and obviously that never happened and uh the shenanigans that he's gotten into and the allegations, I don't know if he's gonna be ever working again or, probably
0: not. It or sounds what? like his career's
1: over. So, uh, but yeah, that would have been awesome to see uh, a remake of Logan's Run. Uh, I believe in the '80s there was, if it wasn't the late '80s, it was the early '80s, late '70s. I would say there was a Logan's Run TV show. I I tried to get into it because I I loved the movie, but the, the TV show to me was just stupid. I, I didn't I didn't really care. I mean, it was none of the actors from from the film, and uh, it was just. I more of the the earlier years of Logan but then it was still called Logan's Run and then I was just like it was just it wasn't a good idea for a TV show cuz we had already seen uh what happened in the film and then now you can do a TV show and it's going to be totally different nah, I didn't really care for it so I I basically tapped out after the first couple episodes but yeah check out Logan's Run it's streaming on Netflix and that came out in 1976 it's it's labeled here fan, fantasy action. I would have to throw sci-fi in there. I mean, it was Yeah. I mean, there's robots and and you, just the
0: the whole thing about it. I don't know. It's on the list that I'm looking at that uh it qualifies as sci-fi, so. <laughs> I I always
1: took it I always thought it was a sci-fi film, so I mean, I, I'm going to just go with with my gut and it is sci-fi. I don't know what they have it down on uh Wikipedia as, but um yeah, well, here American science fiction film. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I'm reading someone else and they're saying that it's uh what is it? uh fantasy action. I believe this is Google. Okay. Nah, I'm still going with sci-fi. So yeah, uh 1976, Logan's Run. All right. Cool, cool, cool.
0: All right. My next one, I think For me, it's uh, one of my personal favorites. I know it's actually not a critical favorite. I just know it has uh, kind of a cult following. That's the best way to describe it. Uh, This is 2005 Serenity. This was the follow-up to the TV series Firefly, which only ran for uh, one season, uh, 14 episodes. So... Yeah, uh, I was a late adopter to it. I didn't watch when it first aired both. I, I missed both the TV show and the movie. It wasn't till around 2008 or 2009 that uh, I stumbled onto it. I think it was first Netflix, early Netflix, that I first stumbled onto uh, this series and I was thankful that I did because a few years later it was 2000 it was either 2012 or 2013 whatever they considered the 10-year anniversary as it ran 2002-2003 I was at the 10th anniversary panel for Serenity and it was pretty cool Joss Whedon pretty much the whole cast Summer Glaude, Nathan Fillion, uh, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk Uh, Adam Baldwin, Jewel State, the whole uh, uh, crew was there and I gotta say that was one of the most emotional like panels like I've ever been to. You could see like how much the show meant to everybody that was involved with it and how, how honored they felt like that it connected that filled this room and like you really felt it in the crowd. And I have rarely felt that in all my years of of attending uh, the con a few times, but uh, this one was definitely a standout. So as far as what Serenity actually was, it was the follow-up to the TV show because it did start to have a little bit of life after, you know, people were talking about afterwards as far as like the DVDs and whatnot. So Serenity was almost like a, Joss Whedon and 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 the actors like attempt at like can this have another life, and you know they did it up for for the movie theaters with this release. And while I think that it satisfied the fans, it 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 was a second failed uh, launch because just looking here on IMDb, as I was preparing for this, I noticed their budget was uh, forty million for this. The opening weekend they only made ten. And then a, a final gross worldwide, they made uh, $38.8 million. So they didn't even make their money back on this one, which, you know, for a Hollywood film, even sometimes when they make a profit, it's not considered a, you know, a win. So yeah, poor uh, poor Firefly, poor Serenity. And uh, you know, sadly, since since uh, since you know that 2005 when Serenities came out uh Ron Glass who was one of the, the the uh actors who owned the crew uh he passed away in 2016 so it's one of those that it had its moment and i mean yeah they could come back without that character but it feels like you know everybody's moved on Nathan Fillion Alan Tudyk everybody so but yeah basically um, uh uh serenity was almost just like an ex uh, a more high budget extended uh episode adventure of what they they did in the tv series just this one it unexpectedly hits with uh higher stakes for all the characters so uh considering this is the end for that crew as far as we'll be seeing them on the screen uh, it was nice that they got that and then you know uh, as far as the future for the series you know they just have the comics and novels and whatnot and that'll be that so yeah that's 2005 serenity
1: so are you a brown coat uh
0: i would say so but also at the same time like uh i'm not even into it as maybe as even much as i would like to be because i have my other fandoms that i you know i strongly follow and cover marvel star wars and whatnot and uh i missed all of the firefly pops and now they're starting to climb in price to where each one of them is now already worth like 30 between 30 and 50 bucks each so uh yeah i messed up there but uh, i'm definitely a fan of the show and the series and and this movie (laughs) I tried with the show.
1: Uh, I saw the movie. I just couldn't get behind the fascination for this. Because, I mean, going to many cons, seeing uh, all this, a friend of mine was just deep into it. I, I would consider her a brown coat. One of right. the diehard. Right. And she tried to just tried to explain it to me, tried to give me comics and books. And I'm yeah. like, eh, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I mean, the cast was there. I liked everybody in it, but it just, I don't know. I, I tried and
0: I I couldn't do it. Maybe just you know what I think it was, and maybe this just didn't connect to you. Like I feel like everybody just loves the personalities of the crew and like how they work together. You've got uh, Mal, Nathan Fillion's character, and his uh, uh, co-pilot uh, Zoe, who is in the relationship with Wash, Alan Tudyk's character, and then. Uh, the Inara Morena Baccarin's character and uh, the, like, uh, kind of wackiness of Adam Baldwin's Jane character and uh, every one of them, like, the way they, like, work together. Like, I don't know. And if you don't, I guess for you, I'm guessing you you didn't feel that connection to any of the characters. So, <laughs> No, I mean, this type of show, it just
1: seems like they'll just rip off some Star Trek. I mean everything that came after Star Trek. We had Space nineteen ninety nine, uh, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Firefly, Babylon Five, or whatever that was, and then
0: uh, just all these. The thing with this one novel, though was it was of... it had that cowboy outlawness to it. It was almost like watching like a bounty hunter's show. Like it was like old west, but in space, and that's the, it was just a cool mashup. So. I don't know. I, I didn't
1: care. I mean, the only ones I really liked was Star Trek, the original. I wasn't really a, a next-generation guy. I mean, I had my favorite characters on that in episodes, but I didn't really get behind it. I was just more with the original crew. Battlestar Galactica was cool. I was there from the beginning to the end. Uh, I tuned I I watched the whole series, but I, I tuned out uh, off and on when uh, once um, Starbuck and Apollo weren't in it, when those other two... I See, I can't even remember their names. Any of you Battlestar fans would know. Uh, there was two other guys that came in because um, Dirk Benedict and um, Apollo. Uh, he passed. I can't remember his name. I see his face. I met him numerous times at Comic-Con. Dude. Right. Uh, yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I mean, I just... I tried all these shows, and I just... I don't know. I just... I. None of it grabbed me. I mean, there's there's huge fandoms for each of these shows that I had mentioned. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, you go to cons and there's like uh, guys that just base their life on yeah. what they love, these shows. I mean, it's, right. it 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 may sound weird and everything, but I mean that's that's what they love. I mean, I'm not bashing it. It just wasn't for me. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I tried and, and, I, and I couldn't do it. And, and there's gonna be more shows like this. Um, you got well Star Trek still going. I don't think that'll ever die because we got that uh, new show on the CBS Access. But
0: yeah, in one uh, form
1: or another. Uh, Battlestar, I did like that new the the newer one. I, I didn't see it completely, but what I saw was cool. Um, the beginning uh, to me it wasn't Battlestar; it, it was just something totally different. But uh, I can see. I mean, just mainly them changing uh, the sex of characters. I mean. Battlestar was a chick in the new one, but I really love that girl, so <laughs> I was all I was okay with it. Right. I, I mean, again, it, the show wasn't for me, and uh, I know there's a lot of people that that are super diehard for Firefly and Serenity and uh, whatever else comes with. Because I know there's a, I believe there's a book series, and I've seen a ton of yeah, comics. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of uh, fan fan fiction and uh, fan films right. uh, that they. T- all this, I mean, and it's all cool and it's all cool, man. All you guys that are out there doing it, hey, you're doing it. So keep it up.
0: Keep that keep that show alive. One one last question for you on that. I know you say you watched it. Do you remember on the show if you saw the train heist episode?
1: Dude, that was such a long time ago. I don't remember.
0: Okay. All right.
1: We're moving on. <laughs> all right. I am going to nineteen eighty. Jeez, Google, you guys are killing me. It says Adventure Thriller. Uh, This this is not an adventure thriller. This is uh, a sci-fi film. It says British sci-fi film. And this is uh, Saturn 3. This stars, again, a young (laughs) Farrah Fawcett, uh, a young Kirk Douglas, and a young Mr. White, Harvey Keitel. Uh, Let me just read a little synopsis. Two lovers stationed at a remote base and an asteroid fields of Saturn are intr- intruded upon by an, uh, an a retentive technocrat from Earth and his and his change a male violent eight foot robot. Uh, this movie was cool, man. I mean, it was just. Uh, I saw this after I saw Alien because I believe Alien was seventy nine, so. I mean, I was deep into the uh, sci fi already. We already had Star Wars, uh, Star Trek was already going, and uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture uh, was already out. So, but this film was cool, man. Uh, I think what got me to go see it, I, mean, I know who Farrah Fawcett was, I knew who Kurt Douglas was, Spartacus, uh, Harvey Keitel. Uh, I knew his face, but I really didn't know his work. I mean, what, I was nine years old when I seen this. Uh, Actually, friend of the show, Mike, uh, his mom took Mike and I to go down down the road to see it. Uh, They had a movie theater uh, down the street from their house. And what made me want to see this was seeing the poster. Uh, You look at the poster, you see this giant robot. And it says, something, watching, waiting, and wanting, wanting, wait waiting. Watching, waiting, and wanting on. I mean, the, the, the robot was cool. I was never really a fan of the head. It seems like they just kind of ran out of ideas uh, for it. But it, it was cool, I man. obviously somebody in a robot suit. Uh, but, but it was pretty awesome, man. I love this. And it was basically Harvey Keitel kind of uh, went on to this, to this little ship in, in Saturn and uh, was basically trying to win over Farrah Fawcett and and kill Kurt Douglas. There's other stuff uh, that's going on in this film, but it it was really neat. It all just took place inside the little space station. Uh, They went outside every now and then, but it was just... I didn't really like the outside space stuff because it just looked cheesy. It was just like a, a, a space uh like a moon set uh in a in a studio and it just didn't do much uh but everything they were inside it kind of reminded me the inside of uh the Nostromo ship uh and Alien so that's why I was all aboard I was hoping for something like Alien um uh, 'cause cuz I was we were just hot off the heels of that and and it wasn't so uh I remember the, the first time i had seen it I was kind of like okay th- this was cool and then it started coming on cable and then uh, late-night TV, and I just started to watch it over and over. I picked it up on Blu-ray. I believe it was Shout Factory, Scream Factory, one of them, that put it out. And uh, I really love this film. I mean, i it's not a film that um, the average uh, sci-fi watcher, it because it, I've mentioned this film before uh, in conversation with other sci-fi people, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. So uh, I'm sure some of you know and some of you don't know. Well, I'm ask you: Have you heard of this film? I haven't actually. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you wow. go. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's streaming on uh, Amazon. Oh right. no, it's not. it's not. Oh, you you have to. Oh no, it says watch now. Okay. And it's, it says free. Yeah, check it out. It's on um Amazon. So yeah, yeah it will for sure. Nineteen eighties <laughs> uh Saturn three. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, it was it was directed by um I guess there's two directors, Stanley Donnin and John Barry. He was uncredited. I have no idea who these guys are or what they have done. So but yeah, check it out. Saturn three streaming on Amazon.
0: Cool, cool. Will do. All right. Uh up next for me, I'm gonna go with 2002's Minority Report, Everybody Runs, in a future where a special police unit is able to arrest murderers before they commit their crimes, an officer from that unit himself is accused of a future murder, this one directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Philip K. Dick, who written a million of uh, sci-fi movies and TV shows that are out there. This one stars Tom Cruise, uh, Colin Farrell, Alpha, Samantha Morton, <laughs> and uh, Max, Max von Siddow. Yeah, uh, this one, uh, another thing that I love about it that I know from the like behind the scenes and the DVD documentary stuff is that a lot of the... The looks of everything was how they designed uh, in Empire Strikes Back a lot of the Boba Fett stuff. So you've seen this, right? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> um... luck. Yeah, I didn't hear your
1: response. That's why I was just like waiting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw this film. I saw it when it came out, and I picked it up on DVD. I need to get it on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, same um, here.
1: I only went and seen it. Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise, and How Can You Go Wrong? Uh, I know a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise, but this was uh, this movie was an exception. Because, uh, yeah, he did go crazy for a little bit, and I didn't like everything he put out. Oh, but, no, yeah, no Steven way. Spielberg. Steven Spielberg was behind all this and the CGI and the action uh, was, was, was awesome. I mean, I love this one. This was one of those ones where you really had to pay attention to what was going on. Yeah.
0: And I love that. Uh, I love that. You can tell I loved inception. Uh, This is almost in that same category, not as deep as inception, but still there's layers to what's going on here. And just that idea of uh, stopping future murderers and and whatnot and what that means and of course in its inhuman nature to try to exploit the system no matter what it is somebody's always going to try to cheat the system so even if we have this system where we have these precogs who can see the future and prevent the all these murders and keep it murder free of course somebody's going to try to exploit that and try to 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 use it as their tool to truly get away with murder or frame somebody else. So love that. Love that idea. Love all the performances in it. Colin Farrell, Tom Cruise, everybody, Max von Sydow. So yeah. Minority report. That was my third pick, right? I guess. I don't remember. Yeah.
1: You I had exception. Have... This. And. Ser- uh, Serenity. Serenity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Keeping it in the 80s and going to 1987 for action, crime, horror, sci fi thriller. I would take the horror out of this. (laughs) Um, This is The Hidden. Uh, Law abiding people become violent violent criminals. A cop and FBI agent race for answers in this sci fi thriller. Uh, This movie was fucking awesome. It stars uh, Kyle McClure. Kyle McLaughlin, my, my, uh, the guy from fucking Twin Peaks. Yeah, and yeah. Doom And all that. Him. A Michael Nori, I think that's how you say his name, and a Claudia Christian. Uh, beautiful lady. I met her at Albuquerque Comic Con, had an awesome conversation with her. Uh, and this stars a ton of other people. This was directed by Jack Shoulder. And this movie is fucking awesome. There was a part two which sucked. Um, but w- what was going on in this film Uh, In the very beginning, there's uh, this guy walks into a bank and uh, you're seeing uh, just uh, surveillance footage. And all of a sudden he just starts blasting fools, uh, robs the bank, runs out. Uh, There's a a cop chase. There's a car chase. They gun him down. He things blow up. He falls uh, on the ground and then he he steps out of the car. The cops shoot him up and then he's on his way to the hospital and all hell starts to break loose. Um, the reason it's called is The Hidden is basically... It's a um, an alien creature inside. Uh, it just picks random people. It doesn't matter who they are. It just jumps. It's like a, a alien jumps from body to body. and It looks like a, a slug uh, type of thing that comes out of your mouth and then goes into the other and takes over your body. Basically, once that alien leaves your body, you're dead. Um, th- this was something... I didn't know a sci-fi film. I mean, I just, this, these were the days where I was just going oh, this looks cool. And, they, and just go in and see it. Uh, I had no idea what, what to expect. And this movie was awesome. I just picked it up on Blu-ray recently. And uh, this is a movie that I go back from uh, time to time. And, and I really love uh, what's going on. in I mean, all the actors were cool. I mean, the action's cool. the, 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 the effects are, are just, are cool. Um, uh Kyle McLaughlin, his character's name is Lloyd Gallagher. He is a special agent that teams up with uh Tom Beck. That's Michael Nori. Uh he's an LA cop and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Uh who is this person that that's robbing and killing and so uh, Lloyd has has a secret but it's not really telling the the cops um what he knows. And who this is, but he is telling them that, yeah, this, uh, these people are gonna, it's gonna change. But I mean, he's not nobody's really believing him. So, um, but it's cool. I mean, this, this movie was awesome, man. The action was cool. Um, and just uh, the violence in it. And I think they're going more with the horror. Well, they add horror to it because of, uh, when the creature comes out of your, the alien comes out of your mouth, it does, it looks horrific, but to me, it just looks like a, a little, plastic slug but uh, the idea of it is cool all the action and everything in it and it, it, it's awesome uh, what I loved the most about this uh, uh, this bad alien is he loved metal music uh, there was a scene where he goes into this uh, record store and steals all these metal tapes and then uh, has a radio so he's just blasting music I couldn't tell you who the bands were but uh, it, it was awesome film I don't think it's streaming anywhere uh, but you can pick it up on uh Blu-ray as well as DVD. And that's the uh, 1987's the hidden.
0: All right. Yeah. You, I as we heard were it? talking about it. Uh, I found it uh 91 on this, this list that I sent you of uh top hundred uh, sci-fi movies. That's another one I haven't seen. So now you've got uh, two recommendations for me. <laughs> have you heard it? Have you heard of this film? No, no, I hadn't heard of it, but uh Yeah, I just looked it up as you were describing it. (laughs) Yeah, this movie is awesome, man. I love it. All right. Uh, Next for me, pick four of five. Uh, I'm going to go with one that I know I like. Used as a random recommendation before, and that's when I learned you didn't like it. This is uh, 2009's Moon starring Sam Rockwell, uh, described as astronaut Sam Bell has quintessentially a personal encounter toward the end of his three-year stint on the moon where he's working alongside his computer, Gertie, sends back to Earth parcels of a resource that has helped diminish our planet's power problems. Uh, basically, it's, it's, it's pretty much a one-man movie. It's Sam Rockwell, but uh, it's Really cool. I I really enjoyed what was going on with it. Uh, Directed by uh, Duncan Jones, son of uh, David Bowie. So it's got that sensibility to it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed this one. I was actually really surprised when I randomly recommended this on a a pod in the past that you didn't like this one.
1: It was boring.
0: That's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I liked it.
1: (laughs) Nothing was happening. I mean, maybe if I read it as a book, I mean, it describes more, but it was just scenes where it was like, okay, something needs to happen. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard for me to get in these films when it's just one, one person. Right.
0: Like we so were just talking a... about that uh, Robert Redford on the raft movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I mean, I.
1: That I was reading uh, reviews on that when, when it actually came out and uh, everyone said it was just boring because it was just him. I, I just wanted to see it because I love Robert Redford but I'll eventually get to that when I can. But yeah, this one, man, I mean, it is what it is. I know it does have a following. A few of my other friends really enjoyed it. I It just wasn't
0: for me. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh Not too much I can say about it without spoiling it. Like I said, it's Sam Rockwell in space, and for the majority of the movie, it's just him, so, yeah, but yeah, that's Moon, it's, uh, that one's on Netflix, too, if, uh, you're intrigued, and you've never heard of it, all right, I'm going, keeping it
1: in 80s still, going back to 1982, to the John Carpenter classic, The Thing uh, basically a remake of uh, The Thing from Outer Space or whatever the hell it was called. Uh, research team in Antarctica is hunted, hunted hunted, by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Um, this film was fucking awesome. Man. It stars Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, uh, Keith David, Richard Mosser, T.K. Carter, and what's that other guy's name? Charles Houlihan, and a bunch of other people um well not a bunch of other people but uh this movie was fucking awesome man i loved it man the special effects of this was just was just the tits and this the first time i'd heard about it uh a friend of the show mike rin he it's one of his favorite uh, john carpenter films and he was like dude you gotta go see this film and i was like well what is it and he went the thing and i was like uh okay i remember the black and white one he goes no this is, it's a remake i'm like all right cool um let's see this is the all or nothing days and then the, the the practical effects uh of everything and then so i was like all right um he basically spoiled the whole movie to me <laughs> so i was like all right cool whatever i mean i'm gonna go see it and man it was just fucking it just blew my mind <laughs> on what uh what i saw i was i i couldn't believe uh the special effects teams man i mean they made everything the the transformations um the alien creatures and it was i was just like oh my god man, man it, it kicks you right in the gut when the dog's face splits open uh and then it turns into an alien and starts killing the other dogs i was like what the fuck is going on and uh the scene when um uh, one one of the actors, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Charles uh, Holland Hallahan, I think that's his name. Um, he has a heart attack, and they're and they're doing the uh, what are those things when they, they shock you? Um, yeah, the paddles. Yeah, those things when they stick stick that on, and then his stomach just or his chest just opens up. And uh, just turns into sharp teeth and then it closes and, and just cuts that guy's hands off. And yeah, I, I, was, I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't I couldn't believe this, man. Little little 11 year old Nez uh, watching this on the screen. Just like, what the fuck? I mean, when the movie was over, man, I had to stay in and, uh, and watch it again. Well, actually, it was a double feature. I saw um, Don Coscarelli's uh, Beastmaster, ah. uh, which is excellent. Ah excellent film i love that film me too Uh, i had had seen beastmaster before but i had to sit through that before i got to the thing and then uh i had to watch beastmaster again so i can watch the thing so basically watched those two movies over twice in in a row wow oh but yeah man this movie it, it was amazing i think i'm one of the very few that liked uh the prequel um, I know a lot of people wanted a sequel but now I didn't because I had just questions because when you watch this first one um, they there's a part where they go over to when well, actually they find out where they, in the beginning if you guys have not seen this man you should have seen it by now but a dog comes to them and they find out and this Norwegian uh, helicopters chasing a dog and uh, they find out that okay they, they want to know why were they chasing this dog and everything so they go well, well let's go over to there's like a few miles i don't know 30 40 50 miles away there was a norwegian uh, outpost they so, said well let's go over there and uh, see if we can figure out what what was happening and when they get there they find like just chaos man you see guys with their throats cut and just blood everywhere and, like there was a big, huge battle that was there and i always had that question of like fuck man i'd like to to see what happened what 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 caused all this and then uh, years later, I don't know, sometime in the 2000s, um, we be, be believe that was 2011 uh, when that one came out, and it was a prequel, it was that whole uh, Norwegian team, and um, it was that I loved it. I mean, I thought it was cool. The CGI wasn't the greatest in, in that one, but uh, it's, still, it still was cool because I loved it because those guys did their homework watching John Carpenters, uh, when, when they dealing with set because um they only go to that norwegian outpost uh maybe like 5 5 minutes at the most and what they show and whoever made the 2011 one man they did their homework and they really examined John Carpenter's film so they can do this one cuz with some of the transformations that happened in the in the prequel uh we see uh how that happened so I really I really love that film I I understand it can't be John Carpenter's, but it was still good for what it was. It, it gave me answers uh, to the questions I had after I saw um, John Carpenter's The Thing. And Kurt Russell's amazing in this. Wilford Brimley's awesome. Uh, I went to the panel, uh, I think it was two years ago, at the uh, Texas Frightmare. And uh, they talked about their whole uh, experience making the film. And uh, it, it was awesome. And I, I really loved uh, hearing it from them. I mean, you watch the Blu-ray and all this and everything, and, and the DVDs that have come out uh, on the special features, but actually hearing uh, from the actors uh, firsthand on what the, what their experience was, and this movie was shit. They filmed it a long time ago, and uh, it was cool just to hear uh, the stories that i making in this film. There is a, um, at the very end of the, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, sorry, I'm ruining it, but at the very end of the film, you have two characters. You have McCready and, uh, Uh, Kurt Russell and Childs, uh, Keith David, they're sitting around the fire and uh, they're basically just waiting to die because there's nowhere to go. They burned down their whole outpost and they were saying that um, one of them was the thing and and they can say and they say you can see who it is uh, by their eyes. Who is it? (laughs) Well, I don't want to ruin it for everyone. You guys go go watch this. Well, film I've and seen and that see. part, but I I I didn't that didn't catch my eye. It, 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 yeah, it was in the special features that they explained. Oh, okay, ex- all right. Explain how <laughs> and you can tell. So I was like, "What really?" I'll go check it out. I'll <laughs> go check it out. So I had to uh, I had to throw in my uh, Blu-ray and, and watch it, and, and I was like, "Oh, wow, well, okay." I was just, I, I wasn't happy with who it was, but okay, okay. Uh, but but it's cool. I mean, the film is amazing, uh, one of John Carpenter's best. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, do check it out and go back and check uh, 2011's uh, prequel, uh, same title, The Thing. So this is a uh, 1982's John Carpenter classic, The Thing. All right,
0: sounds good. All right, for me, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up with a little two for one. I know it's a little bit of a cheat. Uh, I was going to make this my last two, but decided uh, why not just put them together because they got similar, at least, vibes. Uh, The director, uh, one of them, they've all had the same producer, Edgar Wright. Uh, So I'm going with uh, 2011's Attack the Block and 2013's The World's End. Uh, First, just quickly on Attack the Block. Uh, I think I've recommended both of these before. Uh, They're both uh, all-time favorites of mine. I wanted to make sure I talked about these last, uh, you know, go out with a bang. Uh, These are both uh, Comic-Con movies that I wasn't able to attend the Attack the Block one. It's a big regret that I didn't because I had a chance to, but I was able to attend that uh, uh, Worlds End one. And, yeah, they're just both special to me, to me uh, in that way. Uh, they're films that I, I can throw in any time to watch over and over. I have thrown in any you know, time over and over watch uh, both go-to's. The Attack the Block was John Boyega, who went on to uh, the Star Wars franchise as Finn. It was kind of his uh, breakout role, so... It's filled with uh, so much uh, London, uh, England street slang that uh, you almost uh, could throw on the, the subtitles to figure out what's going on. But as much as I've watched the film, you know, it's it's not just nonsense. They actually are, you know, speaking. So anyways, it's described as a teen gang in South London defend their block from alien invasion and basically it's that simple it has a real low budget type of feel and i think that helps it even more it basically is just focused on this uh kind of uh low rent uh apartment complex in south london and yeah it just deals it doesn't deal with the alien invasion all over london it just deals with this one apartment building this one block and these one kids experience with it so I don't know, something about the the small nature of it. I just always loved, like I said, loved the slang throughout it. And um, like I said, Edgar Wright was a producer on that. And then two years later, he did uh, his Into the Coronetto trilogy. Uh, The World's In, five friends who reunite to attempt to top their epic pub crawl from 20 years earlier, unwittingly become humanity's only hope for survival. The interesting thing with this one was I had zero idea of what this was going into it when we first saw it uh, at comic-con before it was in theaters i had i had no clue even that i had i had nothing i didn't know what it was so when we started watching it i thought it was one kind of movie i thought it was a friends reconnecting pub crawl movie and then when it hits its sci-fi twist it was just so shocking and it was the last thing i really was expecting from this movie and then it really leans into it for the rest of the way and just love everything about it of course uh, simon pegg nick frost martin freeman rosamund pike yeah you know stellar cast and uh Two of my just go-to movies. If I don't know what to throw in, you know, if I'm not throwing in Star Wars or whatever, it's usually one of these. Is my go-to. They're always right there, high on the shelf, and uh, something I know I can just just throw it in. You know, I'm gonna love it. So, yeah, um, hit you with a double uh, for the end. That's uh, Attack the Block and The World's End. Attack the Block
1: was pretty dope. At uh, World's End, it's probably my least favorite uh, out of the three. Um, attack the block. Where were we?
0: Where, where, how come we didn't go? Um, we were. It was 2011, so it's hard to say. But yeah, I had a chance to go and I didn't. I think didn't. Uh, Courtney and uh, Sweet Rob go. Yeah, they went. Yeah. Um, because um, uh, Sweet Rob
1: met uh, John Boyega. Yeah, that's an all-time uh,
0: regret of uh, of an event I didn't uh, attend because it ended up being such a a favorite movie of mine, and I, I missed out. So honestly, I didn't even get to see it in the theater. I didn't see it. Uh, Blockbuster was still around in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, and I still had my my rental pass through them. It wasn't until I I saw it that way. That I first saw it, and then I was like, "Yeah, I gotta own this movie. This is incredible."
1: I think it came on HBO or one of them. That's that's when I saw it. I just remember the name because Sweet Rob was uh, talking how badass it was, and I was like, "All right, whatever." So I, I, I watched it. Man, it was an awesome film, man. I really loved what was going on in it. Right. Um, but it, it was cool, man. I mean, I loved uh, Nick Frost's character in it, uh, being the uh, the dealer up on yeah. top. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was cool. I really
0: didn't really care for where the aliens looked. Yeah, uh, but but it's low budget. And actually, when you go back and look at it, it's cool that it's basically just glow-in-the-dark teeth and their big masses of pitch-black fur. It's kind of cool for as low budget if you're doing low budget, you know? I mean, it was
1: all CGI. It was just uh, like they just scribbled some black spiky-looking thing and, and added teeth. Uh, so I, I remember it was—it was like okay. I mean, it it just—I don't know that the aliens didn't didn't really grab me, but I loved what was going on in the film and what these guys were doing uh, to to hold down the block. So and I really loved that aspect of it. But uh, World's End—it was funny and everything. Uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming either—the uh, sci-fi angle, but. I don't know, man. It's not one that I like oh, I, I'm I feel like watching this cuz I think the last time I watched it uh I was just like I got bored. <laughs> so uh,
0: I don't know because I, love I really it. love There's the thing I really that I love, love about Fun. it too. Uh the thing that I love about it too is there's so much stuff hidden in it and so much stuff hidden in every bit of dialogue. Every bit of dialogue actually teases something that's about to come and all the pubs like mean something the names of them mean something like towards the future of the eventuality of the sci-fi ness of it so I just love that there's like hidden stuff into it that's usually my favorite kind of thing so yeah. Shaun of the Dead is my favorite one out of those out of those three. Right. Did you get a t-shirt? I did and I love it. <laughs> it has the whole uh, pub crawl and has all the names of it. Still have it hanging in my closet <laughs> Yeah man It was cool We How did we find out about that Did we just we walk Stumbled up the upon it and, Yeah
1: Yeah and then we just jumped in line yep. Alright cool whatever Yep That's what happened Because that was me Me you and Tiga went and saw it I remember I was yeah. real tired Because I, I was falling asleep Towards the end and I really didn't even remember what happened I had to when it came out I bought it and then I watched it again but uh that was the year that I, I met all three of them Simon Pegg I well, I had met Simon Pegg earlier cuz he was staying in our hotel and uh Nick Frost and Edgar Wright Edgar Wright so that was cool cuz when the film was going uh they were there there was two two screenings we uh got into the second one yeah and they were basically there just uh explaining the film and then all right, hey guys and then uh they took off. Um uh, we were sitting in kind of in aisle seats, so when those guys walked out, I was like, fuck this man, I wanna meet uh Nick Frost. So I fucking just bailed out of my seat and ran out and and, and chased him down in the lobby. And uh he was really cool, man. I just I ran past Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright because Nick Frost was getting ready to walk out of the theater and I said, Excuse me, Mr. Um, Frost and he stopped, Hey yeah, and he turned around and hey man, I love you and da 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 uh, can I get a picture? Yeah, sure. And just took snap one really quick and he liked I me man, cheers mate. And then he walked off. Yeah. I wish so, I would have went with you. Really cool. I didn't
0: know that's what you were doing. I remember turning to and I was like, what is he doing? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, Oh, he must be going to the restroom. And so the movie was starting. So I didn't hop up after you. <laughs> I said, come on. I just,
1: jived. I wasn't going to miss my opportunity. So yeah, <laughs> I read after him, but, and then after I got him, I walked back, and those two were, were standing right there. I met Simon Pegg earlier uh, at, at the hotel in the lobby, and uh, he was cool, and yeah. then I met him both, uh, met him again, and then Edgar Wright just seemed tired, or I don't know, he was cranking oh, or I'm something. Was just, <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, well, fuck, man, we're here for you, bitch. You should be excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have... Uh, uh, I have... Uh, World's In, the Blu-ray, uh, just a single release, but I have a, a Blu-ray double feature of Shaun of the Dead and the Hot Fuzz.
1: <laughs> I got the three-pack with all three movies oh, in nice. one, so. Even better. <laughs> all right. Uh, I watched this the other day. I've seen this movie a jillion times. I saw it when it first came out. Uh, this is 1992's horror sci-fi. Take the horror out of it. Um, this is Alien 3. Directed by David Fincher. Uh, Stars Sigourney Weaver, Charles S. Dutton, Charles Dance, and a ton of other dudes uh, that were in it. Uh, Let me see. After the last encounter, Ellen Rippey Crash lands on... uh, Geez, I can't... Faru- Faruna, Faruna, I don't know, 161 in maximum security prison when a series of strange daily events occur shortly after her arrival. Rip- Ripley realized that she has brought along an unwelcome visitor. Uh, this movie was awesome. I know this is, um a lot of people don't really care for Alien 3 and 4. Everyone is uh, huge fans of Aliens. I am as well, but um, I, I think to me, Alien was better. I mean, Yeah, I would say, okay, sci-fi horror for the first film. Aliens was just a flat-out action film. Um, But this one, man, I really loved it. I mean, I I loved uh, the first two films, so I was super excited when this one came out. I had the video game for Sega, which was an amazing video game. And um, I didn't know what to expect in this one because I was like, how can they top uh, Aliens? Because that was fucking awesome. There was just all-out war in that one. Um, but this one, to me, I love that one. I love Alien Three more more than Aliens. Um, I know that sounds blasphemous, but this this movie. What I loved about this film is in the first two films, well, they, in Alien, they kind of had weapons. They had flamethrowers, and that was about it. That was the only weapon they really had, other than uh, big tools and everything, because they weren't uh, they didn't go up into space uh, for. Uh, for war or anything. And aliens, they had everything. They had fucking jets or whatever those spaceships are, guns, bombs, everything. Uh, So they they went and they're packing. And in this one, they're on uh, a a prison planet um, with no weapons. There was nothing on there, no guns, no anything. And uh, there was like the only way they can uh, fight uh, this alien was uh, with just their wit and whatever... Whatever weapon they can get, basically just uh, pieces of metal or 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 what have you, tools that they have. Uh, I really liked that aspect of it, as well as the the prisoners. It seemed like they were more of um, it didn't seem like a prison because they can just basically just roam around wherever they felt like it. But um, it seemed kind of like a uh, like a like a brotherhood type of um. what do you call those church things when the, 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 the priests are Missions? like monk. Yeah. Like it, it was something like that. Um, and cause it was just all dudes. There, there was, there was no women on it, but I mean, you get cooped up on a planet with a bunch of guys and then a woman shows up and then uh, the man comes at it. And, and yeah, but, uh, I, I loved what was going on, on, on that planet on, on the, uh, in the prison. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hear a lot of hate for this film but it, it was awesome. The this was the first one I think the the started using CGI cuz the first two was all practical. Uh the CGI was terrible in this. It just the the actual alien it, it looked it looked bad <laughs> when it's running around. It, it looked it looks so bad. I mean I watched this uh the other day. I think it was on IFC. And uh, I just I can't get past the, the the cruddy CGI, but what I loved was the uh, the practical uh, alien effects. I mean, I really loved how how they. Kind of a shocker because we were we already knew what the regular aliens looked like, the, the human ones. This was the first film when it was it was not uh, a human. It was in a dog, so it had the speed of a dog and the four legs and and running around. But it did have the big giant head for. If you guys only have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, in this film, uh, the, a few years back, uh, we we'll would probably say probably maybe the early two thousands or in the nineties, I think more in the nineties, they came out with this big, huge box alien box set. And it had two versions of each film, uh, a regular theatrical, and then like a special edition director's cut. Um, my favorite one is, um, aliens, uh, uh, james cameron's one because they added so much more into that film but with this one there there was the thing that they changed in it was um or they didn't change it i think they filmed it and they just didn't like it so they had to go back and reshoot it um and the theatrical cut it was a dog and the director's cut a special edition one it was um like a ox or something and I was like, "Wait, what?" And because I, I just watched all the special edition ones first, because I had seen uh, th- the theatrical one uh, numerous times, so I was kind of like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here?" And then it it was just just the, That's all. Pretty much the only thing that was changed. Uh, it was an ox, and I was like, mm, "All right," but it had. Uh, I'm sure ox when they run, they're pretty fast, but maybe not as fast as a dog. So I, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they watched it and just said, or maybe it was a test audience to said, oh, that, that looks stupid. Why don't you uh, change it?" So the when the th- theatrical version came out, it was a dog. So they 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 just changed all that. Uh, I liked uh, I like I liked more of the dog than than this big giant ox because that just to me it just didn't make sense. But um, this film is amazing. I loved it. I mean, all the acting in it was was awesome. The cinematography the uh, the score that was in it, and uh, it left us off like the way this one ended was like, is that it? Is this finally the the, the true ending of this this alien uh, story? Because we, but obviously wasn't because then a few years later we got Alien Resurrection. I like that one too, and I know a lot of people hate that one, but it, it was Aliens, or more Alien Adventures of Ripley. And uh, the the bonus for me was uh, Winona Ryder, so I was I was all aboard on that one. But the uh, Alien Three is an, an amazing film. A lot of people don't uh, give it its due, but um, I love it, man. It's probably one of my favorite David Fincher films. So if you guys have not seen it, uh, do go back and check it. I think my favorite David Fincher film is Seven. Uh, that movie is fucking awesome. But Alien Three is up there uh, in my uh, in my favorite sci-fi films i it's hard to try to put some kind of order i mean star wars uh 1977 that that's that's number 1 period yeah not a new not a new hope it was star wars uh so that that's always going to be number 1 but yeah alien 3 i uh, I go back i think i go back to that one more than i do uh with the other ones and then we had the Alien versus Predator films. I like those just because I get to see Alien again. Uh, there was rumors of... Uh, well, they actually... I don't think they started filming anything. Uh, they were going to do a sequel to uh, Aliens. But um, Ridley Scott said, "Nah, you, you guys can't do it. Um, and then he put out... Uh, what was that last one? Uh not Prometheus, the one after it. Um, Covenant? Yeah. And that one's horrible. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that one at all. I own it, and I've seen it numerous times, but it just... It, he started off awesome with Prometheus, and then you put out Covenant, and it was crap. So, uh, I don't know. And now Maybe you're not you're even going to finish
0: this, like, little mini-trilogy? Oh, man. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go see whatever's next. No, I, I don't think they're even gonna do it, right?
1: I don't know, man. Disney's got it; they're, they're gonna, they own all that now. So, I mean, they're gonna do what, what makes the money, and this, these, this franchise will always make uh, them money. So, I mean, Disney's all about money; they gotta pay for uh, the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> yeah, usually <laughs> they make their own way
0: when they get it. They don't just continue. So
1: yeah, I mean
0: if they they
1: go back to uh doing it, uh I don't know how old Ridley Scott is, but if he's uh involved in it, come on man, Ridley just make it good, man. You did awesome with Alien, you did awesome with Prometheus and don't don't leave us off with Covenant cuz that was uh, I I'm mad thinking about that one cuz there were so many questions we had after Prometheus and then none of it got answered. All right. <laughs> So I, I was pretty mad at leaving the theater after that one. But Alien Three, uh, it's an amazing film. I love it. Nobody can uh, change my mind on that one. So check it out. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, uh, but I know it. Come, I know it does come on IFC a lot. Um, I don't know what's up with IFC. They have like a handful of movies that they show over and over and over. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, come on, man, then switch it up. Right. <laughs> Uh, show more of the IFC after dark or whatever that shit is. I usually watch all that cause it's all the crazy craziness I like, but uh, yeah, those are the uh, five films that I picked uh, in no random order. Uh, I just went down the list. Saturn three, Logan's run, alien three, the thing and the hidden, uh, all awesome films. Um, Logan's runs. The only one I know that's streaming uh, on Netflix. So, check check all those out if you haven't seen them and if you have seen them you know how awesome they are so run yours down again
0: yeah from the top i went with inception serenity minority report moon and then i hit you with the double feature of world's end and attack the block so yeah love those <laughs> All right. Um, looks like we're just about ready to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and hopefully you've been had a chance to listen to all the stuff we did while we were on the road and the road back from ECCC. Um, one of the, my favorite ones we did was the uh, WWE trivia and, uh, inspired by that. Uh, I came across, uh, a horror trivia. I've so far I got eight questions. Uh, I think will be good for Nez. I want to try to get four more. So uh, working on that and hopefully uh, get that to you soon. I know we got the big uh, us release this week. So uh, maybe we can record it uh, in honor of that uh, coming out So Us and Dumbo. But uh, also I got to go get Jade. So we'll see. (laughs) Dumbo's coming out too. Same tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely seeing us. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to rush out to see Dumbo, but if I do, I do. But I don't know. Come on. I hope uh, it changes my mind because what I'm seeing in the trailers, I am not liking at all. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, after I see it, then maybe, who knows, maybe my mind will change and uh, say it's amazing. So but oh. I don't know. We'll see. Us, I'm definitely... I'm going tomorrow night, so I can't wait for that one. I don't want no one to ruin it for me. So
0: yeah, same here. Usually not a horror fan, but uh, intrigued ain't by horror. what he did. Well, <laughs> that's I know, and that's the funny thing. You say that, and I know that's definitely. I I could have predicted you would have said that, but uh, I don't know if you've seen. All the reviews, all the trailers on TV, all the commercials talking about it being the uh, best horror movie ever and best horror movie in decades and this and that. and It's really getting hyped up. So I also, I kind of want to see it before I hear too much about it. So.
1: I don't believe any of them. They're all paid to say that. So. Uh, I love Get Out.
0: I love Get Out. That was an amazing film. I don't know because I don't know. The, you could say that, but then you could say that about anything. They could say that about Wonder Park or whatever. So.
1: I have no desire yeah. for that either. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, or like the the one alien movie you just saw. They could have paid people to say that was the greatest sci-fi movie of all time, but
1: nobody's saying that. Uh, speaking of that one, Captive State, I will have my review on the yeah, next, yeah. Uh, next E-Society, next so episode. I don't really want to get into that. But. Yeah, no, no, no uh yeah i think that's gonna be it for this one we're, we're over you. an hour so yep. uh hey we yeah we're, we're allowed to go over an hour i guess so i just looked at the times whoa it didn't stop us so yeah yeah uh <laughs> everyone thank you so much for listening do go back and listen to uh, all the other anchor stuff we have on there and uh help us uh, make our millions because uh hopefully we uh break two th- Break two dollars uh, with this episode, so yeah. everybody download and listen to that advertisement and you're gonna hear in the beginning, and hopefully we can uh, pick more um, and add these advertisements so we can get paid. Yeah, uh, but uh, if, you, if you're a faithful listener to the regular stuff, do go rate and review us uh, five stars only, and talk shit all you want because I don't care. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for listening to the show. We love you all and uh, party.
0: Yep. Have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, East Society.